0: Welcome to the black Side Business Podcast, the only podcast dedicated specifically to helping black professionals start and grow a business while still working a full-time job. Tune in regularly for tools, tips, information, and motivation. Learn to overcome startup fear and eliminate confusion on where to begin and what to do. Increase your household income. Make your own money your way on your own time. And benefit your family and community. Here is your host and nationally recognized speaker and writer on entrepreneurship based economic development, Del Gines. What's up, everybody? It's Del Gines, founder of blacksidebusiness.com, www.blacksidebusiness.com, and of course, this podcast which you're listening to right now. We are the only website that specializes specifically on supporting African-American professionals who want to launch a side business while keeping their full-time job. Today, we're going to cover the three biggest challenges to launching a black side business. The three biggest challenges to launching a black side business, and these are confidence, time management, and settling on an idea. But first, I do, as always, want to send a special shout out to my Uh, Voiceover, late lady Shantaria Marie over there at Fiverr. You can check her out. I have her link in the in the podcast episode. So give her a shout out. I'm going to get her on the show one day to talk about how she's using Fiverr to make money. I think that's a really cool cool topic. And also, spent send a special shout out to Miss Carlene Hawkins, Carlene Hawkins of the Camdy Group, who did our first interview in episode two. It's been phenomenal. It's been blowing up. Um, A lot of people who've listened to it have said it was a phenomenal interview, very helpful. Um, There's been a variety of um, African-American females who are struggling to get ahead in the corporate environment, who listened to the podcast and said it was phenomenal and very helpful to them. So we want to send a special shout out to Carlene. Make sure if you are African-American, female professional, or anybody that needs HR support and consulting to make sure that you check her out at the CamD Group, shoot her email, give her a call. She'd love to talk to you about her services and what she can do for you. So let's get into it. The three biggest challenges to launching a black side business. So like I mentioned before, maybe on the website, I've worked with over 500 entrepreneurs um, directly either through lending, consulting, educating, you know, all these different varieties of ways that you can serve an entrepreneur. Most of them have been black entrepreneurs. And um, one of the biggest challenges that I find most of them face, particularly those professionals that are working to launch a side business, is really not related to money. And I know that surprises a lot of you because the first thing that you hear Or at least I do when I work in this space, when I talk about what's stopping you from starting a business, most people say money. But quite frankly, that's not really the case. And that's some of what I teach on the black side business, that there's ways to get around it or do it at low cost now, that initial capital, the money that you think you need. Probably is not necessarily true, or you may think you need more than what you really do, but that is a topic for another day. And so, when we talk about the challenges to start, I want to clear that off the table right away that it's really not about money. One of the Harvard definitions of entrepreneurship, anyway, is the pursuit of opportunity without resources currently controlled. And so, real entrepreneurs really look for the opportunity first, try to organize it, get ready to do it, and then they go after the money that they need to be able to get it done. And if it's a quality idea, most often they find it. And so when we talk about the challenges to launching a black side business for a professional, these are the big three that i found. One is confidence, two is time management, and three is settling on an idea. Um, And we're just going to roll right down each three of these and um, talk to them, and then we'll get out of this podcast and get ready for episode four. So confidence, let's talk about confidence. You know, there's somebody that said that the act of being brave is not feeling fear, but it's feeling fear and going and doing what it is you need to do anyway. Incompetence is a big issue for a lot of folks that are launching entrepreneurship, uh, entre- who want to be entrepreneurs, particularly African-Americans. And the reason this is so is because if you think about it, we we very often don't have immediate family members that are running a business or are very successful at it. Um, so we don't have that hands-on experience of someone that can walk us through, that we can bend their ear, that we can look at from the time we were young to coming up to say, hey, this is what it means to be an entrepreneur. Hey, Johnny, hey, Susie, or whatever, you know, our names happen to be, um, you know, check it out. This is how you become a black entrepreneur. We don't have a lot of that in our community. And as a result, when it's time for us to get ready to start as a professional, most of us have never really seriously considered it in the first place because it was never something that seemed real to us. Of course, we saw other people do it. Maybe we had family members that did it, but they, maybe they were hustling and we said, that's not what we want to do. Or we got into our corporate uh, or professional career and we started making some decent amount of money. We got caught up with, you know, family life and whatever. And then we didn't really consider it at that time either. And so when we started thinking about, wow, my talent is worth more than what I'm getting paid at this job. Maybe I need to do something to start a business on my own to maximize my revenue from my talent. We don't have the confidence to do it because really, if you think about it, a lot of confidence is based uh, specifically on either seeing somebody else like us do it or having had some success in it ourselves because we started and we, we built up some success and we kept doing it. So think about a baby that's walking. And I know I used this metaphor, I think, last time, too. Um, a baby gets confidence first by seeing an adult being able to walk and then they try to model it. And then they see the adult walking. So even if they fall, they understand that it's still something that they can do. And as they get better and better, they keep doing it until they're able to walk without falling, being able to navigate, ultimately be able to run. And in the best case scenario, if they become athletes, then they become high class athletes because they train themselves specifically to build their body. All of that because they were able to identify with somebody initially who was able to to um, they could see walk. So. If a lot of us haven't really seen somebody, and by seeing, I'm not saying that uh, you haven't seen somebody around who's a black entrepreneur, because we all have. But I'm talking about really see what they do on a day-to-day basis, the actions that they take, bending their ear, having serious conversations, having them talk to you about how it's done. If we haven't seen it, it's often something we don't consider. And then when we do start considering it, oftentimes we find it scary. And so once we start considering it, once we get to the point where I'm hoping many of you will, because as I'll, you'll hear me say this a thousand times on this podcast, that if somebody is paying you to do something at a job, especially as a professional who's five to seven years into their career more, if they're paying you to do that skill, that means that skill has value outside of that business that you can sell. You can figure out a way to sell it. So it's not about the skills that we have. It's something often we haven't considered. And then we, when we do consider it, it becomes scary. Um, you know, and scariness is really you know when they talk about this this concept of fear, and if you listen to if if you read the blog that I did on fear, you know they talk about the issue of false evidence appearing real, and this is psychological fear, and so it's scary to us because we project these things out into the future and we act as if they're really happening, and so we say, okay well, what if I start a business and I fail or I don't know how to start a business, so if I started, people are going to laugh at me because they're gonna see how inept I'm at or What's going to happen? How do I make this first sale? That really scares me because I'm used to having a corporate um, community around me to where I do these kind of things. All of these things, and it scares us because we're we're building these false scenarios in our mind of the future, because we really don't have anybody around us that can kind of show us how to get it done, or has showed us in the past, and so we're kind of out on an island, and so it's scary to us, and so that erodes our confidence, and it, and it causes us to become making make excuses, and so we make all kinds of excuses as to why. Um, we shouldn't do it. And when in reality, it's because we're just scared, (laughs) you know, we, we need to be able to break through that fear barrier and say, look, you know, I've got talent. I've developed a lot of skills as a professional, a lot of education. Um, I got a lot of offer to the table outside of this job. Um, so whether or not it's scary or not, I'm going to walk through that and I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I'm going to give it a shot and I'm going to face that fear and I'm going to make it happen. And then the third barrier to confidence in um, this first point of, of confidence is we don't know how, you know, and uh, oftentimes when uh, I remember, let me let me tell it in the story. So I remember back when I first started, you know, really playing basketball. So my dad was a big basketball player. And um, so I used to go with him and it was fine. I used to watch. But when I first started going to the parks, you know, to the street parks to play, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how it worked you know, and I was kind of scared. The first couple of times I went down there, I wouldn't even play. I didn't know what it meant to, to call next, to wait for your game. I didn't know what it meant to get picked up all of these different things. And so it really eroded my confidence, even though I had some basic skills, I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know how to get into the game, if you will. And so I'd spend time on the other court, just shooting around, hoping, um, that someone may ask me to play and make it easy for me because i didn't understand how how it worked and finally once i got uh, up enough skill and watched enough to know how it worked you know i went over there and said, hey you know i got next and then i waited for my time i picked up my team and i got into the game but i got into the game later than probably what i should have because i've spent a couple of days just sitting around um you know not knowing how to do it and and having a little confidence because of it and so a lot of it is that we don't know how Uh, to do it and so we know that we're talented right so we know we got talent because people are paying us for that talent we got all this education behind so we're good that way but we really don't know how and so we just need to um you know observe for a little bit if you got to but then you got to jump through and get in the game you got to get your get through that fear factor get your confidence up and get in the game and, and just make it work make it happen and so those are the three things in confidence it's never been seriously considered it's scary to us and we don't know how The big thing, and I'm going to spend a lot of time on this in future episodes, blogs, and whatever, um, is is the issue of time management because this is real. You know, I'm very empathetic. Some of us who are professionals are working more than a 40-hour week. If we have family, we have to build in family time. We have to build in our rest and relaxation time. So time management is one of the second biggest challenges to launching a black side business. And and, uh, and I'm very sensitive to this one for folks because the reality is we do have a full time job that comes with obligations. Depending on the type of the job, I know some of you are working 50 to 60 hours a week, you know, at that job. You're on salary. Maybe you have to travel. Uh, maybe you have uh, projects that you have to get done that you can't take any additional time off. You got to put that 60 hours a week. And I get it. And so we have to understand that when we talk, start, talk about starting a side business, is that what we mean? Is, is What we mean is, is it is a business on the side and you only have 24 hours in a day um, to do something. And probably seven to eight of those hours, if you're trying to stay healthy, is related to you getting some sleep. So that really puts us at 16 hours a day to get all the things that we need to do, to be able to take care of our job, to take care of our household, our family, um, to be able to have our rest and relaxation when we need it. Um, so I understand that having a full-time job is the real deal. And that is a challenge to a lot of us because we start looking at it and saying, well, wow, how can I do something else on top of the job? And we're going to talk about that um, more as we get into the time management later down the road. I developed a pretty cool product a a year or two ago that I used to help become more efficient. And so when we talk about a full time job and adding on to it, the side business, we have to really get to the point of, of figuring out what can we cut out and what should we keep? And this is really a challenge just to a lot of us in terms of launching, because there's a lot of things we don't like cutting out. I mean, how many of you would cut out maybe watching Monday night football, maybe watching college football on Saturday of your favorite team. Um, so what should we cut out? What can we cut out? And then also the better question is what should we keep? We know we have to keep our family as a priority. Is what profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul so it doesn't matter if you have a great job and you run a great side business if it messes up your family life and chemistry and so those are issues which we'll talk about in a second uh so we need to make sure that we manage that but the real question is is what can we cut out and what should we keep because there's a lot of things that if we're really honest we can cut out of our life that really wouldn't harm us i mean how much time are we spending if we added it all up of being on facebook or twitter that we can go into energizing and getting a business going how many sh- television shows that we think we really have to watch that we really don't or we could dvr them and watch them at a more strategic time for us how many times do we get caught in the useless conversations with folks that if we really think about it add no value to our lives that we could use at creating something for our own I mean, we can go on down the list of those kind of things. And if we really thought about it, the ability to really carve out an extra five to 10 hours a week, if that's what you can budget into starting and running your own business, is probably very doable if we did a time budget of it. And so that does keep a lot of us out because we we get into it and we say, okay, well, I got a full time job, so therefore I don't want to launch a side business. And that keeps it. That's a big challenge. Or the big challenge is, well, I really don't have any time. I'm working 40 to 50 hours a week already. I don't have time. So that's a challenge. And then I already talked about it briefly, but I want to get into it again, which is this issue of family matters. And this is real. This is what I'm most sensitive to because I believe family over everything else. You got to figure out a way to make sure that the relationships of your family are are taken care of. You, You can't just go out and expect that you can start a business and work 40 hours while you're working a 40 hour full-time job and then spend significant time with your kids you just can't do that Um, your kids matter you got to make sure that you're spending the quality time you budgeted in there also what I've heard a lot of people talk about you know when we've had these conversations is that their wife or husband doesn't really understand what they're doing and launching the side business and gets worried about the time that they could commit because they think it's going to one either mess up the time that would be spent on them or two that people are getting obsessed with the time spent on the family business that's a whole different topic but it's one that i've heard and i'm going to talk about it more later because it's such a significant issue but today we're just going over the biggest challenges and i want to keep this to about 20 minutes and so those are the three big issues in time are in challenges to launching a black side business is time management and i'm just going to spend a significant amount of time on this because this is a big deal in how you run a successful side business that adds great income to your family while not destroying it at the same time And so, again, time management issues are we do have a full time job. So how are we going to add something on top of that? What can we cut out and what should we keep? You know, issues of what our rest of our time is like, you know, keeping that balance and then family matters, you know, making sure that we have time to uh, take care of our kids and our family. And those are the three biggest time challenge, time management challenges. Um, And then finally, in the last one is uh, is more of the getting into the business side of things is the actual act of settling on an idea, settling on an idea, this is a big one, (laughs) I've talked to a lot of of entrepreneurs, potential entrepreneurs about this, usually when they want to start a business, they're very passionate and motivated about it, you know, because think about when you finally settle on starting, think about how you're going to feel when you say, yes, I'm going to do this, you're going to have a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, you're going to be highly motivated, your creative juices are going to be popping, you're going to be amped, you're going to be ready to go, the problem is, is that because we're multi-talented, we're multi-skilled. Settling on an idea can be very, very hard. Um, we we have a range of talents. If you're a pro- if you're a black professional and you manage to be successful after five to seven years plus in a career, trust me, you have multiple talents going on, multiple abilities, and usually you recognize this. And so you're multi-skilled, and so you got to figure out. Um, All of these ideas, but what can I do? How do I settle on an idea? And honestly, this becomes a challenge because then for a lot of us, it becomes an issue of what is called paralysis of analysis. We think that there's so many ideas that if we don't settle on the right one, we shouldn't start. And so we keep pushing the start date further and further back to the point where other life issues catch us up. That initial enthusiasm, motivation we had to get going um, gets lost. And then we just end up saying, well, I'm good at my job right now until that spark comes back again. Also, another issue um, that's a challenge when we talk about settling on an idea is do we start with a passion or a talent or both? Because I get it, man. If you're working 40 hours a day or 40 hours a week or more at a particular business, some of us may not want to turn around and use that same talent that we're using in that business for a job. We may want to do something different. And so that's where it gets into a passion. Maybe you've developed a skill set or a passion for something um, that is totally unrelated to the skill set that you have at a business. Or maybe you do have that talent and you say, OK, I don't need to be passionate about it. I need to get something out there and then start making money right now. So whether I really want to do, you know, what I'm doing at the job as a side business or not, I'm going to do it because I know I can get into a market and I can make money right away. And then sometimes we combine both. Um, I did an excellent exercise in terms of combination about how to identify your talent and your passion and start mixing and matching them to come up with great business ideas. And I will share that in a future episode and maybe make you a downloadable template to get that done because it's a really cool deal. So you got to understand the difference between the both. If it's about passion and you don't really have the the early stage talent for it, you just got to understand that you're going to have a little bit of longer learning curve in terms of making a successful business. If you're just dealing with talent and not passion, you got to worry about if you get started and you're trying to do it on top of a job, are you going to burn yourself out? But that is a challenge because, you know, we we start thinking about what all these things can we do, how to do it. And it's a challenge to launch. And then finally, and probably the most important thing for um, professionals, black professionals who are looking to start a side business that want to really utilize their intellectual knowledge and turn it into money you know so for example in a consulting field um, education r- creating knowledge products that could be sold on the internet or live things of that nature is finding the right niche um, again this goes back to the overly broad way that we look at it when we're multi skilled we say we can do all of these things maybe we should do all these things but the reality is is that you have to be the right thing to the right person at the right time and that requires you really understanding and picking something that you can be known and noticed for in this space because that's the way the world works now is you can't you can't go up and compete with Walmart, you know, when you're starting your side business. You just can't. You can't compete with these major corporations. But what you can do if you find the right niche is be the one that is known for doing what you do in that particular space. I want you to think about the concept of black side business. Where I say my job is specifically to support African American professionals who want to start a business on the side. Now I've worked with all kinds of entrepreneurs, but if you see what I did, I took all of those potential people that I could work with and said, as my side business, I'm going to focus specifically on this one audience of people where I can apply my skills, talents, and ability to helping them do this thing. I didn't say I'm going to help start, you know, high growth tech firms. I didn't say I'm going to go out and help somebody start up a, 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 a grocery shop, that's not my niche. I said, I'm going to help black professionals, specifically black professionals, start a side business where they can make money on the side, grow a business, take care of their family. I didn't try to be all things to all people, and I'm not trying in this podcast. Even though I've done a lot in the entrepreneurship space in different areas, this is really dedicated to people like you who have a business, a full time job, and are looking to start something on the side. That's my niche. So for you, you're going to have to find your own. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that because it's very critically important. It doesn't mean you have to stay there. But my strongest encouragement is to start there. And every time I do um, any kind of consulting or counseling or conversations or educations with education with business folks, that's what I focus on. Is I focus on how do we make sure that you've identified and found that perfect customer within the market you're trying to target? What is that niche and how do you end up? Um, selling and growing to them. And so that's a challenge that a lot of uh, black professionals face when launching a side business is finding that niche. And so in settling on an idea, usually the challenge is we are multi-skilled and so we can get caught into the paralysis of analysis because there's so many things that we could do in a business that oftentimes we um, end up getting stuck and not making a choice and moving with it. Um, We get stuck in trying to figure out, do we want to follow something that's a passion of ours or a talent or both? And then we also get stuck in trying to find the right niche, you know, that customer group that we can really dig into, um, support them, add value to their lives and make some decent revenue and money off of. And so that's really all I had to you today. I wanted to get back to some of the startup and and side business one on one type of deals and intersperse interviews and other things within them. So that we can really keep it moving. My job is to add value to to what it is you're trying to do. My job is to make it easier for you to launch the side business, to help you become more confident, to help you get the skills and abilities, whether it's from me or other people that we interview or other people that I share on the blog um, or the articles that I write. So that you can do it successfully. You can do it fast and you can do it with confidence and take care of your family, take care of your community and, and really manifest the your God-given talent to the world the way that you want and not necessarily the way your boss wants. And so again, this is the three biggest challenges to launching a black side business. Make sure if you like this and you're listening on on Apple, on iTunes to go and leave a rating that that helps. Share it with your friends who you think, you know, need this kind of knowledge because they've been talking about starting a business. Um, You know, make sure that you check out the blog on the regular. If you haven't signed up for the um, email newsletter, you got to do this. That's where I'm going to have a lot of special offers. I'm going to be sharing out a lot of the free templates and other information that I have. So you can go to www.blacksidebusiness.com and check that out. Um, and that's really all I got for you today. You know, keep doing what you do. You know, I love you. You know, I'm going to keep supporting you to the degree in which I can. And again, this is Dell, blacksidebusiness.com. I'm out.